after 17 people died at a mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, a number of students there rallied themselves around the tragedy as an opportunity to speak out against the national gun violence epidemic. In the studio, I have the director of the documentary, Us Kids, Kim Snyder, who followed these kids around for about a year and a half. Good morning, and thanks for being with us. Good morning. So um, at one point, we had hoped that we were going to have... Um, one of the kids join you? Are they? They've been part of part of this premiere here at Sundance. Yes, we had a whole number of them here through last night, and have a whole new uh, crop come. A couple more coming uh, tomorrow. Okay, they just had lives to get back to. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, we staggered them between two weekends, <laughs> so they have school. <laughs> They're still students after all. Right, yeah. a lot of them. Well, if people may remember, Kim, you are also the filmmaker that brought this the documentary Newtown to Sundance back in 2016. And um, didn't want to pick a happy subject this time. Uh, you know, this this film is really all about. Th there is a lot of anger in it, but it's really about. It's a very different kind of film. It's really about um, how they transformed that grief into um, action and hope. So tonally, it's really different. I mean, Newtown, whereas Newtown was a moment in history that I felt needed to be reckoned with and a treatise on collective grief, this one is about um, young people. It's all told through the lens of youth who really um, born out of rage and a desire to avenge the deaths of, of their, their friends to, to do something about it. And so it's, um, it's really more of a coming-age story. So there's, there's actually a lot of lightheartedness at moments and a lot of hope. Yeah. So, I mean, other than the obvious age difference in the, in the, the two films, I mean, the, the very young victims in Newtown and then teens in Florida, the story is still very different then, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think that Parkland was, you know, I didn't intend to set out to make this, this, this film. Um, and I, hap I happenstantially was in Florida when it happened in Parkland. And all of a sudden, all these kids arrived in busloads at the state capitol where I was filming another project. So it was total strange happenstance that I was there. And I had a camera, and, th and the one thing I hadn't let go of from the Newtown film was the idea of traumatized kids. And I knew the story of all these first graders that had escaped that day and what that was like for them years out. I had kept in touch have really close ties still in that community. And thinking about those kids from Newtown who were now in middle school six years later, and, and, and that I knew there was this nation of traumatized youth that I think people weren't really, adults weren't really in touch with. And then this happened, and it was sort of the match uh, when Emma Gonzalez got up and gave that first speech days after, and the rage, the outrage. Um, it, it, yes, there were tears, but more than tears, there was just sheer frustration and anger, and we are taking the wheel here, and we're going to do something about this, and they did. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely a hero story about all the stuff that they were able to accomplish and the, the hope that they're inspiring moving into this next year. And yeah. you Sorry, so you talk more, I mean, certainly we know, you know, Emma and David, and we've had some of the um, students come speak here in Park City, they're doing a tour, but it sounds like in the film that you're, there's other kind of characters, if you will, other students that are introduced, that it's not just kind of the highlights that we, we maybe know nationally, which I think is interesting. Yes, definitely. Um, what I tried to do was really weave together a story that this was built on trauma, 
and um, that these are just kids. I really tried to show them, and for us to remember, those of us who are what it what it was like, what it must be like to be 17 or 18, and and have have done this. So some of the subjects that are meeting me tomorrow here um, are um, um, Dylan Kramer, who was in the classroom um, and saw his friend murdered. One of the hearts of the film is Sam Fuentes, who was shot in her Holocaust studies class with an AR-15. So there's some uh, some of those those um, students that really um, suffered that. And the class president, Julia, who's just sort of, you know, in the beginning I thought a lot about the breakfast club. You know, <laughs> I thought about um, a group of kids who land in a situation that they wouldn't have found themselves together in if it were, you know, not to, to, to make it uh, so trite, but that... Um, that breakfast club analogy and them ending up in detention. Here they were in the aftermath of a school shooting trying to find their way through it. So is that what the, the doc focuses on then? Kind of the, the what they've been able to do as activists? Yes. It's, it's really, like I said, a coming-of-age story against the backdrop of it's really not about Parkland. It's about a movement that has sprung up across the country. So while it begins with the shooting in Parkland, it's following these kids that um, it, it weaves together some of their journeys internally to heal through PTSD, and at the same time, traveling for two months across the country on a tour called Road to Change, where a number of them do, uh, and then they came right through here in Salt Lake City, um, and what they were able to affect, which is a lot of people don't realize how much they've gotten done do you think it's making a difference? I mean, certainly, you know, we've had, we continue to have these school shootings, which, of course, is traumatizing, you know, for, I think, the nation writ large. But it's, you know, now it seems like we're on the next cycle of, of news. It's the impeachment trials, you know, coming into the studio and listening to that. Is this, is your hope that this film will kind of keep that conversation still alive and show that it is still alive, perhaps? Yes. I think the film, for people who've seen it, I mean, our premiere was um, really kind of overwhelming here because people just kept saying to me, I haven't had hope like this in years. Um, and not just about gun reform, but in general, that sense of um, they just don't take no for an answer. That's the energy we had when we were 17. So yes, they have, since the shooting, gotten hundred and over 135 state uh, gun safety laws have been passed. Um, a lot happened. They had a lot of influence on getting uh, people like Lucy McBath elected into the Congress who are who ran on a platform of gun reform. Yeah. Yeah. So a hundred, how many bills that have you've over one hundred and thirty-five um, state yeah. gun safety laws? You know, of course, the the House did pass the first federal uh, background check, which is now sitting in the, you know, sitting, like a lot of other things. <laughs> so, but, but, but it did pass, and that hadn't happened in 25 years. Well, I know here in Utah we've got a Democratic lawmaker trying to, again, get uh, something passed. I mean, he's worked on it for a few, a few years, but he says that he structured it after a New Mexico bill, which also is a kind of a pro-gun state, so um, that he was hoping that he might have some success with that this session, but we'll see. Well, if if our if our screening in Salt Lake City has any indication, that was pretty amazing, pretty inspired. A lot of people that were just uh, so enthusiastic. I mean, it was really the amazing screening. Yeah. Um, 
and as you kind of mentioned early on, um, you were in Florida just kind of thinking about the, the, the traumatized youth. So is that the next film? No, I mean, it's part of this film. I think that what I came out of Newtown with was this idea of the country just isn't looking at the cost, the toll of traumatized kids, you know, in inner cities everywhere because of gun- who are afraid to go to school, they're afraid to go to theaters, they're, they're anxiety-ridden. It's, it's, an en- it's an enormous issue, as is, as is uh, climate change. But I think the, the gun violence has become just so frightening on a daily basis that um, you palpably feel that. And as I said, it's really juxtaposed against this, um, this idea that g- the kids grieve differently. Um, they, they don't curl up and cry. I mean, they, they can cry and then be dancing that night. It's just a different time in, in your emotional well, and I think also that they have power that maybe they don't know they have. I mean, certainly as we look up to the next election, I mean, voting, right? Being active, being activists at a young age, even if they can't vote, I think that's that's part of what we're, I, I see with, with these students is that they have a voice and they can use it, and they are. Well, one of the most interesting things in the film to me is that they prove that civil discourse is actually possible in this time where just all we're talking about is divisiveness. And yes, there is all of this device and but you see them go to Texas and places, you know, you see them followed actually here in something called Utah gun exchange. You see all these engaging moments and they, um, they sit there and they politely just debate and are still at an age where they have the patience and the open-mindedness and the tenacity to talk this through. And a lot of it with, is with young conservative you know, you'd see those conversations and end with, you know, okay, I, I might not agree with you, but I respect your opinion. Right. Which is kind of an older notion, right? I mean, in the 50s and 60s, you talk to legislators and like, you know, we used to disagree on the floor of the Senate, but then we go have lunch. Yeah. And now you get the sense of like, no, we have, you know, you got you know, the Republican side and the Democratic side of the lunchroom. You watch them and you think maybe, maybe there is a way back mm-hmm. to that more civil time. Maybe there is. Um, they're just sick of it. They, they think it's ugly. Um, and they, 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 it's, it's not just a blue or red thing for them. Right. Do you think it's our 60s moment, maybe? I think the fact that they pulled off through, you know, in a matter of weeks, the largest um, uh, youth march since the Vietnam War with, you know, sister marches on every continent except Antarctica. They did that in a matter of weeks through social media is, uh, is pretty remarkable. So I do think that this issue... They want they want people to vote and they want people to think about this issue and demand it of their local and they they don't want it to be influenced by NRA money. So what are what are you working on now? Um, what am I working on? I'm looking at um, th- this film is going to take a minute. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a big life moving into 2020. I think that um, and I'm I'm looking at some narrative work. I'm actually looking forward to. Develop, there's a project I'm developing in Florida um, that is more of a series. Um, just You come out of a two-year project like this, and it's so immersive. It's so immersive, and this has actually been more than two years because it, in some ways it grew out of Newtown, even though it's a really different film. So I'm looking forward, honestly, to... Um, a little time off. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Um, so any, any word, though, in terms of the future, then, of... Of this film, Oskins? Uh, sure. Um, it's it's going to have a, a, a robust life leading into the uh, the fall of 2020. Um, we're talking to 
a number of folks about how to best um, how to best utilize it. Um, young people are really responding to it, and I, well, that was one of my goals. Mm -hmm. Has a lot of music in it. Was to have it really appeal. And more than anything, what Sundance really confirmed for me is uh, these kids. They were really collaborative in it with me. There was so many things I ran by them, and respect the mutual respect. So they feel they own this. They feel this is the first narrative that is really their narrative that isn't sort of the news bites and it is something most people who say it say this is I went in thinking I knew that story but this is something very different we see them very humanized very vulnerable um, and um, very inspired so something you hope to get into the schools somehow I mean, absolutely yeah. I'd like to get it into schools college campus tour um, you know working with um, people in the space I mean what we were able to, to, to chronicle two summers ago, two summers ago, a year and a half ago, in the film, over those months, I think we can replicate with the film because everywhere we went, people, it was sort of build it and they will come. People were just lined up around the corners to come in. And, and how powerful engage. to hear the story from the students themselves, right? I mean, certainly you're part of that conversation, but as, it, you know, as you're describing it, that you know, it does have to be this collaboration. Right? It has as to be this kind of discourse and not just a you know, kind of a, a, you know, a shot, a screenshot of just what, of the students and kind of what happened, but really how it's evolved, that it has a life and it's organically kind of moving forward. Well, they say it in the film and they say it every time we go out into audiences. They say, you know, we were just uh, normal-ass kids doing normal-ass things. And <laughs> you really get that in the film that um, these, are, these are young people with lives that um, are uh, taking enormous strides to, to try to, make themselves and, and, and their generation safer. Right. Well, and hopefully inspire other young young people who hopefully don't suffer trauma but can still be active and help that other students. Yeah, that, that it doesn't take something like it that. It doesn't take something like that to, 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 like to, that to force the them to be active. Right. Yeah. Again, Us Kids has a couple of more screenings here locally, Friday the 31st, 2.30 at the Mark, and then Saturday, uh, 12.30 p.m. at the Ray. Kim, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you so much. Tune in and find out about some of the unknown and talented independent filmmakers from around the world. Join us for the Sundance Reel each weekday morning between 9 and 10. We'll highlight some of the most intriguing films being presented at this year's Sundance Film Festival. That's the Sundance Reel weekday mornings from 9 to 10 through January 31st right here on KPCW or online kpcw.org. The Sundance Reel is brought to you in part by Sundance Institute, presenting the 2020 Sundance Film Festival from January 23rd through February 2nd. And Acura, proud 10-year sponsor of the festival and supporter of independent film and music. Learn more at acura.com.